This podcast you're about to listen to is a controlled experiment using trained intellectual monkeys. The following episode is one of the infinite debates these monkeys have had. Remember that these are the opinions of real monkeys and may not reflect the opinions of the highly trained human scientists in charge. And most importantly, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this podcast. Are you calling me out? Are you saying, I, are you saying to me I'm, I'm bitching out like I wouldn't do it? I don't think you'll do it, but we'll see. We'll see how this goes if, if I can enthuse you enough to... <laughs> That's all about me now. Yeah, it's on you. Put this so you're like, I'm, I'm 100% ready, but it's totally just... I was born ready. Were you? No. You just came out of the womb just ready? I was crying and full of that white, cheesy stuff. What's that called? Vernix? Yeah. I don't know. It's called Vernix. I just call it baby goo. I was, yeah, little purple baby. No, I wasn't ready for shit, but I am now. I like some potato chips. <laughs> That's the outro. Goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> The intro is put a lid on it, which is, and the outro is potato chips. Mm. Really, it should be the other way around if you think about it. Yeah, it should be. That's the Pringles theme. Yeah. Infinite Monkeys podcast episode 027. We, I am joined by the lovely beatmaster Gunnar Leitner. Helster von Allen. Who is, uh, we also apparently have Helster around. Yeah, he just comes and goes when he wants. Well, there he goes, out the door. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> he just wanted to say hi. Bye, Ellie. He's our latest artistic signing. Yeah, he's just a guy in my head. <laughs> but he's left the room. He's no longer here. No, it's just me, Gunnar. Teo's not with us today. Uh, he is moving. Sa- saving the world. Saving the world. Uh, he's moving into town, so maybe we'll get more uh, face-to-face communication, which is always lovely to have. It's, it's nice. He's been in London, Ontario for so long. So long. I don't even remember what it's like to have him full-time here. So it'll be neat. Be cool. Maybe I'll come back with an English accent. That'd be cool. He kind of already has one. It's going to get <laughs> thicker. <laughs> get really thick. <laughs> Yeah, we've been gone for a couple of weeks, you know, taking a vacay, spring break. Sure, that's our excuse. Doing a graduate degree is, uh, yeah, it's no joke. It's a lot of work. So that kind of kicked us in the ass for a bit there. Let's go with that excuse. Yeah, kicked me in the ass. Hence why we haven't been around for a couple of weeks, but now we're back. But we had some deep, meaningful thought in that time. We did. Now we're ready to share it, maybe. We'll see. Because I realized that graduate school... You, it's very, it's 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 a str- it's a struggle to, with the f word. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the segue I was hoping for. <laughs> I set you up, and you're just going. You just went that way. Sorry. Falafels. Falafels. Yes, those lovely, lovely chickpea things. That's yeah. all I know that's high, in them. I think high in protein. There might be garlic. They're very pro um, animal life and safety because it's all just chickpeas. So what else did you learn in your grad studies? <laughs> um, I learned how to not have friends. Nice. The That's... other F word. Ah, uh, yes. Friendship. 
So I guess so. So I, I've been thinking like over the last little while, and I guess it's not like a a. <laughs> despite that being the best like intro I've ever had in my life, um, just the hum, humans' ability to to for some reason really struggle with the idea of friendship, and 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 I've been thinking that I've I've seen a lot of or over the last two weeks seen a lot of people. Um, for some reason, do this thing where they like dancing around and saying, "Hey, let's go do all these fun things," and that just never happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why? I have my own biases, obviously, but what, what do you what do you think? Why why do you think people would would constantly be like, "Shit, let's go do something," but then just ends up like it just never happens? I don't understand it. Yeah, the follow through. It's it's something like. Everyone always blames it to our generation. You know, we never have any follow through and everyone always comes up with like random excuses and stuff like that. Like, oh, I'm too busy or, or whatever like that. But is that a thing of our generation? That's what everyone says. I've it's, never heard that once. That's, really? why I'm, that's why I'm surprised. Like, I always hear all of these negative fucking attributes being attached to our generation. And I hear lazy a lot. I hear lazy. I hear rude. I hear entitled. But then like, to be honest, I look at all the other generations and they're all just as lazy and entitled and rude. They just have their heads up their own ass and yep. think that they're old and wise so they can call us pieces of shit. Yep. But anyways, um, aside from that, I think like... Our generation is, is, I think, really bad for it because, or this time in human history is really bad for it because we tend to just give ourselves so many outs and we just allow things to just come up. And and rather than prioritizing human interaction, we think, oh, well, we have like a cell phone, so I'll just text someone and that can kind of maybe uh, work in lieu of, of actual meaningful human interaction. And so people are kind of resigned to live that way rather than actually be like, hey, this is important. If we're going to say, let's go do something, like I want to do something with people, then like follow through with that. If you want to go hang out with your friends or, or some shit like that, like don't just keep making fucking plans and 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 not following through with them. At some point, you you have to really prioritize that over just resigning to your phone because I, I think it is technology enables it a lot so maybe it's not our generation it's just our generation is so up up into uh tech and social media and stuff yeah so so, so like it's is it is it ent- entirely the phone like and, and like why do you think it's the phone uh because people can cancel see like when i was a kid it's funny because like it back with landlines. Yeah, existed. back when landlines existed, you'd call someone up or you would talk to them like once in like a couple of days and yeah. you'd have to make a plan and stick to it. And if you didn't both like if you were going to go meet up at the creek at four and you made these plans like a day ago. You know, you have to go to the creek at four or else you're like fucking over someone's plans. Like, cause it wasn't just like so willy nilly. You can just talk okay. to anyone whenever you want. So now it's just, oh, people will let any little excuse get in the way. Whereas before that was very rude because you wouldn't be able to give that person any notice. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's really enabled people to just let excuses just rule their lives. That's interesting. I, ne- I never thought I never I never thought about it that way. I, I kind of just, I, I just go kind of like, you know, the, I was thinking like I mean, cell phones would just enable you to uh, uh, 
because you could constantly have this stream of connection with mm -hmm. people that for some reason it would trick your brain into falsely thinking that you're actually being social through text messages. But I think, I think yours well, is more spot on there. It, it is, it has tricked us into thinking we are social, but that's it, why loneliness is such a thing, but we're so connected. Right. But I, but I think, I think yours makes more sense because I think I, you know, generally what's, what's that rule where it's like, you know, I, I could just say to keep it simple, stupid, but like generally the most simple answer is always the correct Occam's one. razor. And I think, and I think my answer is kind of like, it's not, it's not a simple answer. It's, it's like just, it, it's, it's like a psychological theory. I think mm -hmm. your outlook on it is the true one. Well, I think like if you, I, I imagine it like back in the day when we just had like telegrams and like pigeons and stuff, right? Yeah. Like when we, we didn't even fuck with electricity, right? Like if you would break a plan, like that shit, you would have to make like a year in advance, you know, like people watch Game of Thrones and um, like fucking in like the first episode, the king's coming. He's coming to King's Landing, or no? Fuck Winterfell. This is no spoilers. This is literally the first episode. Um, spoilers. I ever watched first episode. Well, this is yeah. First episode, king's coming to Winterfell, and um, they literally send a bird like a month in advance. Like you have to make those fucking arrangements so far in advance because like it's a big deal. Like it's like a hundred extra people that you have to fuck with, and like yeah. like. That's one extreme, but when you made those plans, if you were to break those, like people would end up fucking dying. Yeah. Like if 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 you made plans with the king to host him, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, king, some came up. Sorry, homie. <laughs> and and buddy's sitting there with like a hundred people, just like expecting that they're going to be taken care of. Like that would actually cause problems. So I think nowadays it's just we're too we're too mobile, we're too freewheeling, we're too able to. Uh, just cancel stuff and, and let stuff come up. And, and it's just, we've kind of, yeah, resigned to being like letting that get away, like letting people get away with that. Because at the end of the day, like it might not be that people are going to die anymore, but it's, yeah. it's still like, I think you're spot on with that having psychological implications because the result of that laziness and that, and that hesitation to actually like keep a plan it does have psychological impacts on people, right? Because then you're like, you do have this feeling of loneliness and flakiness and that like your friends don't care about you and all these kinds of things, right? Especially if this is chronic behavior. So I think you just got to put the fucking phone down. But does, so, so we were, we were, we were talking before though, like on, um, the, where you have this phone thing, but then we were talking earlier about that people lack the spontaneity of before mm -hmm. um whereby the so like kind of you know before like 10 years ago 20 years ago like in the 90s and before you could just essentially drop by someone's house and that was i guess socially acceptable mm -hmm. um and and for some reason like with you know 2000s beyond that that's not a thing that happens anymore it's always you have to you know set plans up in advance you can't just yeah. drop by is and it's very rude like even calling people nowadays is considered rude and intrusive which is a weird fucking idea to me like like if if you're gonna call a person yeah like you're intruding in their life but that's the whole point like you're supposed to human interaction and and, and socialization requires like some form of like oh you're interrupting your life to kind of uh interact with people and and yeah, like at some point we just stopped fucking caring that 
we have to interact with people, I think. And we're just like, oh, the phone will do it for us. I can I can just FaceTime you later. Fuck it. It's, it that's the same, but it's not. Um, yeah. Not sure the point I was trying to make with that. But it's it is the the whole idea that you're not just allowed to drop by people's houses and that you have to make large plans, I think is because of cell phones. Like people have this idea that they're so fucking busy because like it gives you the impression that you are busy and important, you know, when you always have shit buzzing off and, and yeah. things like that. And and yeah, it just, it really enables it so that it, it becomes normal to avoid the contact and and replace that with just phone intimacy, which I don't think is anywhere near the same as as like meaningful human interaction face to face, right? Do you do you know anyone who's like super into their phone? Because I'm not like, like I, most people are, man. I know, but do you know anyone personally? Hundred percent. Okay, because like because like like I'm the type of person who will lose my phone for like three days and I just don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I can do that for a few hours. But then I like I, I tend to get a bit of anxiety whether or not like people need to get a hold of me for some hmm. whatever reason. But I I don't prioritize my cell phone as much as like I know a lot of people do. So because I because I was wondering where it was. Is it is it the phone? Because for some for some reason, like I'm sitting here watching people. I sound like an old person when I say that. I'm watching the youths yeah. on their fancy touchscreen phones. And this is an old man rant from Tyler and Gunner. <laughs> Back in my day, they used to flip open. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to make plans and stick to them. Your text messages would take 30 minutes to write. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, back when it was just the one, two, three to nine, like yep. that was rough. Yeah, you fucking yeah. What did you have to do to make a? Was it zero zero or something? You had to do something special for space. It was a zero. It was the button beside the zero. It was like the asterisk or pound sign. It was the space. Fucking ridiculous. Um, but like, I I don't like I've seen people in 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 high school and stuff, and they and I find that they don't actually get text messages really anymore like on like on a majority it's this weird thing where at least from what i've seen is that it's snapchat or instagram or whatever the heck the user using these days yeah tiktok TikTok. (laughs) nice (laughs) both went there um but but like it's almost like people make a snapchat or an instagram and then mass send it to everyone so like most people's phones buzzing they aren't, it's not like it's a message personally for you. It's a message for you and a hundred of the sender's friends. Is that actually what people do? I think so. So I got it. Because, I mean, that's like why that, I'm asking. Like, see, I don't, I'm not a social media person, but. Like, I, I know that there's like a such thing as sending mass chats, but I don't know if they do it that much. If they did, that fucking sucks. You kids need to start sending personalized text messages to your friends. <laughs> like, I, I, I swear I'm right. Because. It's the most interaction that I've seen recently. And again, obviously I'm making broad stroking statements, but I feel like a lot of people who are like, I'm super busy are say they're on their phone for so, for so many hours of a day, which is why I find the screen time, like iPhone has a screen time of how long your social media. I wish, I wish that was public information. You just type in someone's number and be like, how much do you spend on social media? That'd be crazy um, if people knew that. But the, the, the idea that you, they're not even personalized messages anymore. Blows my mind because um, 
you, you most people I find interactions. It's like I'll post a an anonymous Instagram photo, not anonymous. I'll post an Instagram photo. I don't know why I said anonymous. <laughs> anonymous and Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll post an Instagram photo, um, or they'll post a a, a Instagram story, um, or they'll make a Snapchat. And and the weird thing about those forms of communication is you're not you're you're kind of just saying it's kind of more just a post of hey pay attention to me it's not hey i want to communicate with you it's more like hey who's out there and willing to acknowledge me and and willing to give me three seconds of their time it's a very kind of empty thing and 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 i've and i've seen people who i happen to type in their name just because they're old friends of mine it's like they'll go and post a photo and then they'll get you know their 20 30 comments and they'll spend time replying to every comment I'm like why didn't you just text the person mm -hmm. why are you spending your time personally responding to their whatever comment was and usually it's like hey looks like you're having fun hey looking good hey we should hang out sometime like those yeah, are the three yeah, comments yeah. you usually get and just like well wh why don't you respond saying for the people who are like, hey, let's hang out sometime. When and where? Yeah. I yeah. don't understand. Well, it's like, I think it's uh, really similar to birthdays. I think birthdays, if you, if you see that it's my birthday on Facebook and I actually matter to you and you don't take the time to actually text me or call me up or something, um, I just consider that you don't give a fuck because I don't think you saying happy B-Day on on Facebook is meaningful. I don't think that that is actually like what humans are meant to interact like. I don't think that that is the way things should be. Um, yeah, I think that it's super fucking fake. And I think people are just going through the motions of they want to outwardly appear as though they have uh, friends and a social network or something that they have these deep, meaningful connections. But like, it's the old adage that just because you have 10,000 friends on Facebook, those are probably the most loneliest people. You can't make a meaningful connection with all those people and, and, and expect to maintain all of that and, and be happy and, and feel good. I'm, I'm probably going to get the number wrong, but I believe when Facebook came around the time Facebook came out like 2010 2011 there was a study on this because it came out and people were having 500 700 1000 5000 friends they maxed out their friends list um did you ever did you ever look in the psychology of of how many friends you can meaningfully have in your life at a, at, at a single point mm -mm, no no um which, which I'm surprised like again I'm so hyped right now cuz I'm like yeah. I'm like I get to drop a random fact yeah, on no, Gunner, is, which is a very is cool. rare thing. Usually I know random bullshit like this. So now it's fine with Kevin Aquan. But apparently, uh, when when Facebook came out and this, and this psychological study happened, they were saying that anyone who says they have more than 30 friends is the is a, like, you're a liar. So and 30 is no, the... No, no, here's the thing. If you have more than 30 friends, you are, you have some sort of like social dysfunction or social dystopia. It's actually like craziness. Like, because you physically do not have the time to meaningfully be able to know 30 people. Yeah. Well, um, like just thank Who it. are not your family. Yeah. It's it, like, it takes literally like 
five hours out of your week to maintain one relationship. Like yeah. if you're doing a good job and actually having a maintained relationship, like where you're talking with them and stuff yeah. like that, I would say five hours yeah. minimum, right? Yeah. And so, and so, the, so that was, that was like, and the reason I only bring, the reason I'm starting at the 30 mark is because I used to, I used to, when I taught high school, I used to all, I, I used to always bring this up to, to high school, my high school classes. And, and the, the funny thing was, is they were, the, my students were very, very, not, not, not only surprised at that number, they were defensive. They're like, no. I definitely have more than 30 friends. Like, and yes, I know everything about all 30 hmm. and, and we hang out all the time. And I'm like, well, you, do you really though? And, 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 and like, I'm like, think about it. Like the, the only way you could physically do that is if you spent every day of the week being with at least six of them at all times. Yeah. That just you physically can't and if you're spending six days with all if you have to send if you have to see you have to see if you have to see six friends a day how do you do that well or do you spend an hour with them do you get them all in a group and just or do you get them in a group, group and then stuff? once you get them into a group you're not actually you don't you That's don't not get meaningful. to know people yeah no like it's not like you get to talk about like how your family is all fucked up or like your past or anything like that when yeah. you're with six people and 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 I and I know what like I'm gonna segue here, but or, or tangent off. But now that I think about it, like, do you like group interactions? Like, what mm -hmm. is what is your group that you like? If you had to make an ideal number of like hanging out with someone, what do you like? Uh, I like hanging out with like two or three people. Um, I like I really do like one on one stuff. I prefer that more than more than anything because I feel like I can just like be a lot more open and just like kind of talk about whatever. Yeah. And and because I'm really prone to offending people. But if I get the the chance to explain myself, typically people won't be offended. And so if I'm in a group of like four people, I typically offend a third of my audience. <laughs> <laughs> that number's not divisible, Gunner. <laughs> well, a third of my audience probably like I will end up saying something that they'll hate. Like I'll say the word gay or something yeah. like that. Like, and like that one is just a slip up. I hate, I hate it when I say that fucking word. That's just cause I need to retrain myself. But so, so I, I like to be able to just say whatever I want. And then if someone's like, well, that's kind of offensive. I can at least like spend the sufficient amount of time to clarify my position and, and, and kind of help come to a uh, agreement between the two of us almost like that's where you get that constructive yeah. bit. And I don't think that you can really do that with like four people because then you get like ganging up on people happening. Or do you like, or do you think it's that the more people you have, the faster the conversation goes? Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're the type who is, can completely eclipse conversation, which I like, if I do get into those positions where I have like fucked up or I, I do something like that, I'll just try to like talk, like, like control essentially the conversation until I've like restated my case yeah. and, and redeemed myself to the yeah. group. But a hundred percent, like it is, if, if you, 
if you do get in a position where you're in a group, you the conversation, the topics move really quick. And even like you can have it where like someone will want, I always see this, someone will want to start talking about something that they think is important because they like, they, they, they think what they think is important, right? Me every day at work. And so they'll just start telling stories, but the group isn't listening to them. And I, it, like, this is the one thing that with group uh, things that really bugs me because then you get this one person who essentially is just looking for someone who's listening and they have like perfectly good things to say. Like really the group should be just stop and listen to them for a second and, and take a breather. But this other person who is already talking, they're still making their point. Now you have two people trying to make their point. This one guy who's just spouting off to anybody who will listen. And I always, I, I specifically go for the guy who's just looking for people to listen. So and do I. I just look at them and I just listen to them because that's the one-on-one communication now. Like you're actually going to have like a conversation with that person. Mm-hmm. And eventually the group will start talking about what the fuck you guys are talking about or, or you'll catch back up or something like that. But the point that I'm trying to make is like the conversations become exponentially more complex and more hard to juggle the more people that you get because more people want to contribute their voices to the conversation. Yeah. So the, the, the I don't know if, I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, did you ever, like, did you ever, did you, did you always like small groups or like, was that kind of, you know, your, your anxiety or whatever, or did you have a point in your life where you preferred larger groups? I've never preferred larger groups. I've, I, when I was a kid, I had one friend, like I've always been a one friend kind of guy. Yeah. Um, when I was, I had Brandon ring. I don't know if he'll, but he was a really good friend of mine for like eight or nine years like my best no. friend like inseparable type of thing mm-hmm. and then eventually i moved away and 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 then i had to find another best friend and so i i essentially just like have always just been most comfortable in in hogging people to myself just having <laughs> one or two people that i essentially just take up all of their time yeah yeah um because because i because i was wondering um just kind of having conversation with you because I actually used to be someone who, who really preferred large groups and, and kind of with how I approached this conversation, I think I know why, um, possibly. And, and so, so maybe pretty much since I, cause I used to live in Vancouver. So before I moved to Vancouver, I actually hated to the point that I would refuse to do anything with a group of less than four. Why? Because I, and I would say it out loud, I find it boring. I would find a group less than four boring. Now that might've been, you, 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 I, I can't really remember um, exactly my feelings. I just remember that's what I always said. I don't find a group of less than four interesting. Um, that could possibly be, be because the, the, the conversation had to move fast enough for me to find a topic I found interesting. Cause if it was a two person or a three person, it would usually get stuck on one topic that I'm not interested in, or mm-hmm. would be stuck on like two topics just because the conversation moves so slowly. Um, but I don't, but I might say that, but I don't think it's true. Now that I think about it, I think that the re there's a potential anyway, um, that maybe I enjoyed a group of a lot of people because I wanted to not have to think or I wanted to not have to actually share what was going on with me 
Um, cause maybe, maybe it was one of those, maybe, maybe for me, it was a defense mechanism. Whereas, you know, you might not prefer a large group because you like being, you don't like being vulnerable to a lot of people. Um, it's like, you can only handle being vulnerable to maybe one or two people in your life. Um, whereas if you're, if you're, maybe if you're someone who's, who, who, who's only into large groups, you just can't handle being vulnerable at all at any points. And if you're in that situation of one or two people, you just can't, it's, it's, it's too intimate. And, and, and I think, and I, and I might be, and I might be making, making this up, but I, I think I remember at the only time that I can recall ever being in a small group scenario sometime in my late teens, early twenties, someone asked me how I was and I just fucking started crying. Mm. Like just like right on the spot, just like did, just wrecked. Yeah. Which is a bit of a damper on the conversation. <laughs> I, I don't remember, I don't remember yeah. what happened after that, but, but I think I just like, I'm just like, I need a moment. And I clicked to myself and then we just didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I like the, I've never had someone ask me that. Yeah. Like, if it's, gen- if, like if that's, genuinely. Yeah. If that's your, your first experience with, with intimacy, like that's, uh, that's definitely going to leave a mark. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, so, you know, f- from that, I was like, big groups will never ask me that question. Big groups of people just want to have fun. They just want to not, they just want to forget all their problems. You know, your big groups, your partiers, they just want to drink. They just want to, they just want to play games. There's nothing intimate about large groups. So I actually think that a lot of people who, are, who, who maybe say that they have, going back to the 30 friend thing, that they say they have not that many friends, is a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Because you don't give yourself a time to be intimate with one person. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't afford yourself the... It's almost like a distraction, too. You, you don't afford yourself the time to really acknowledge your feelings and your emotions and where you're at, right? Because if you're with a group, like you said, the the primal focus is fun. Whereas if you're with two people, it it definitely can can be that the focus is whatever those two people want it to be. And and that more than often isn't something that's just strictly just fun-centric, right? It can be, but a lot of the times it's more like constructive than that because – like I guess it's a that's just the nature of it's a different of the kind of fun. interaction. It's like it, it's fulfilling fun. Mm-hmm. Like like I I I don't think recently now you know now that I'm an old person, old grouchy person, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a like a one on one or a one on two small group interaction where I've I've not had fun. I think I've always enjoyed myself. Um. Yeah. Um. But. So, so I find it, so, so anyway, I find, I find these students very defensive, 30, 30, 30 mm-hmm. people, um, which is, which is all, you know, also why I find people who post Instagram photos of themselves, nothing wrong with you. Like, I don't hate you. You're not an asshole. Um, but they post it, they get all these hundred likes, they get a bunch of vapid comments and it's like, it's the same scenario. It's, mm-hmm. you're just throwing yourself out there. To have to have to to have fun and feedback, but there's no mean. It's like it's like almost it's like it's like it's like perfectly analogous there. Well, it's it's um the idea of building and developing a relationship is like investment, right? Yeah. So it's very like like have I ever? I'm pretty sure I brought this up. No, tell me. It's a uh, eudaimonia, right? 
because that's that sh- long delayed gratification type of um, like feedback that that people really require. Whereas whereas I think the group stuff is very he- hedonic. It's very your your short term in the moment pleasure is what's um, kind of skewed. What 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 is preferred by the group is it's just short term. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just similar to that where you have to actually d- invest in a relationship and then have it pay off later, right? Yeah. Like it's not the first time you hang out with people one-on-one, it fucking usually sucks. It's awkward as shit. It's usually awkward. And I love it though. It's You get it's, used to it, I love it. Well, it's just like you you start figuring out people's tics and, and where you can take conversations and the things that are like interesting. And like when you're, when you don't talk, it's like really, really awkward. And both of you are like, kind of just like running through your Rolodex of like topics that you maybe think are just like, it's essentially lures to just see like, do you like this? Do you like this? And it's just like, those are such really, really fun times, but like it's, it's, I think the payoff comes when you don't have to fill those anymore. Like, um, there's that old saying, like, the more comfortable that you get with someone, the less you have to fill the silences. And I think once you get to a point where you don't really have to fill those silences, those gaps, and that you're not having that panic response, I think that's so worth it to have those initial like awkward moments and those like you know those fumblings of a of a baby calf coming out of its mother's womb as like that's the relationship that and slowly you guys will will develop this this kind of bond at which point you you can almost preempt the things that they're interested in and and you no longer just have to vapidly fill that silence and i think that's where it it is that's the payoff, and that's where it's it's really, really nice to get to those points. Are you saying that you're comfortable in having a gap in the conversation, or are you saying something different? Because I think I interpreted that wrong when you first said that. Like, for example, um, when we carpool, those random times where it's like, I don't feel like we're not talking, and I don't really care. Yeah. Like, I don't feel, like is that what you're talking that's about? That's exactly what I'm talking about. When, when we just literally sit there from the university to... Um, to like my house and you drop me off. Yeah. Like, and we don't even say like two dozen sentences to each other, like less than that. We're like, Oh, Hey, good morning. Like what's up. And we just like kind of chill and like watch the traffic go by. I think that those are, once you get into that position with somebody, that's where you can, you're then comfortable enough to have that silence. You're then comfortable enough to kind of be yourself in that moment. Because when you're, when you're talking that's all projection. Hmm. When you're quiet, that's your genuine self. That's who you are, I think. Hmm. Um, and so I think once you get to that point that you can just comfortably, like you can't just fake it and like you can feel awkward inside, then you're not there yet. It has to be completely like a natural thing. Like the conversation just stops. None of you try to pick it up and it just kind of naturally comes back. I think those yeah. points is where you stop that projection, you stop entertaining the person that you're with. And that's where you start building those real meaningful strives and in, in like communication. That's where it's like, so how's, how's life been lately? Like that's usually after those long silences, that's when people ask those questions, right? Yeah. Because they think about things inside rather than constantly trying to project an image that 
is maybe who they are, but hmm. isn't totally who they are. Interesting. I've like I've I've never been like the reason I find it interesting. I've never been I've never in recent memory anyway been uncomfortable by silence. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have lunch with people and I'll literally just lie down and just listen. Like I I don't need to or not even talk. Like I just don't even doesn't even phase me. Um, so I'm so used to that. Like I didn't I didn't I don't know that people go through a struggle of finding silence awkward. And it's they a need huge to fill struggle. It. Most people find silence very very unappealing. Like you hmm. you said earlier today uh, that you always study with with silence, right? Study with noise. Or, or st- sorry, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Study with noise, right? Because yeah. you need to fill that 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 silence, right? Because I need to fill the loneliness. Well, yeah. so it's not it's not Maybe really, it's not analogous. It's, it's not quite the same. Yeah, because I I I like I have a I have a my irrational fear, my phobia is is kind of abstract. It's not. It it's literally just to. It's to uh, uh, die without anyone knowing. Mm. Um. So it's the 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 idea of noise to me is that there is some sort of sentient being, cat, animal, dog, uh, human, next to me, and it's just that idea that there's a human or an animal. That's just comforting to me. Mm-hmm. There's, it, it, it's not, it's not that I can't stand silence. Also, that my brain generally just doesn't shut up when it's silent. Um, if, if, I don't think anyone's really does. You have to be yeah. in a really specific space for that. Um, so, well, the like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I was, I was, I was making, <laughs> I was making dinner or popcorn sometime this week, and uh, I was. It was silent. I I like cooking with like the the overhead fan on, mm-hmm. um, just because it's noise. Because I've learned myself that if it's if there is silence, um, my I think a lot, which again, somewhat common, but to the point where it's not like I'm just thinking about like you know my life sucks or this thing or I'm thinking through a problem. It's just like I just get very 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 talkative. Um, and but the nice thing about when I throw noise on, um, I, my brain can't think through noise. So for example, when you have, oh, convers- blocks it out then. when you have conversations with me, if you start talking, I physically struggle to talk over you because I can't think while I hear noise. Oh, um, so, uh, specifically with, with speech. Um, so it's, it's, it's very nuanced and weird, but. I, I, I was, I was, I was messing with, uh, 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 people at my house and I was sitting there like, Hey, watch something funny. I'm sitting here talking a lot. Watch me put the overhead fan. I'll put the overhead fan on and I physically cannot even form a sentence. Really? Yeah. It's, it's because, because my brain gets fixated on the noise. Mm-hmm. So my brain just thinking, Oh, that's a nice fan noise. Nice. And, and because my brain is thinking about fan noise. I can't think because I don't know about you, but like when 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 I when I say things, um, I my brain writes like from my imagination. I can physically see the words that I'm about to say written out. So it's like there's a constant like right here is a constant typewriter. Oh, neat. Um, that is just writing my sentence out, and I'm literally just reading it. Yeah. So sometimes. When I mispronounce, I don't know if you ever noticed, I mispronounce certain words. Um, or if it's a word whereby the first and last letter are the same, but I don't really read the middle of the words, yeah. I will just pronounce the word wrong because I didn't, you know, maybe I I, I just, 
didn't read what it said. So there is, I, I, I have a couple good or a couple of good examples if I can think of them, but I remember one recently was there was, um, <laughs> it was a Netflix synopsis and it said debauchery. Mm-hmm. But but I literally just wrote. I just really just. I was reading out the synopsis. I can't remember what it said. Like there was there was a, a, a night of fun and laughter that ended in debauchery and murder or something. <laughs> and I just read without even breaking a sweat. Just a night of fun and murder with douchebaggery. <laughs> and I'm just like, and everyone, and everyone just like looks at me. They're just like, what did you just say? I'm like, it says douchebaggery. And they're like, it says debauchery. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, it does. But just because to me, it just looked like a jumbled word mm-hmm. in the middle. Um, well, that's like, uh, you can do those fucking tests that they have where you can read something perfectly fine if, if. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of the, the middle letters are swapped around. They just maintain the, the first and last. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Debauchery, douchebaggery. Um, <laughs> they kind of look the same though in my head. That's neat to, I don't, I don't think that my brain works the same as yours then. Cause mine's literally just like stream of conscious always. I don't have any like script that I get to read. That would be nice. Cause then I wouldn't be such an asshole. <laughs> I, I, I also like stream of con like it's a, it's a, it's a stream of conscious that's typewritten. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing. So, so you get, you get fun things where I just, you know, mix up what I'm saying or, or when I start stuttering, it's usually sometimes I start, when I start stuttering, it's because my, I, there's no, I'm, there's nothing to read. I'm like, what? <laughs> all right it's just like it's that, like a loading that. like like spiral <laughs> wheel just like the the apple spiral rainbow wheel just like waiting waiting and then if people talk over and that's the thing if people talk over me or start like chuckling and i don't care like it doesn't bother me if people are chuckling because I, I find it kind of hilarious that i stutter but if people start doing that i all you're gonna do is make me never start and i'll just continually stutter because if you make any noise in that moment i won't be able to form the finish the sentence really that's yeah. so funny i haven't known that like I haven't noticed that whatsoever. Yeah. But that just Pay means that I can I can just talk over you all the time. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so much it's power so now. Really I can annoying. just keep on talking and you just can't even form I will never, uh, a sentence or see, anything. Look at this. I, I can just do it all day. All right. I, uh, fun fun story. Up. Fun story that we now know with Tyler. I have the power. <laughs> so I will So never. we just talk over him and he just has to stop. <laughs> I see like the thing is like this now seems like a bit but like, I just can't. And I just know it. So I just won't even try. That's really interesting. Like, so I have to be a lot more polite because that is one thing I, I do. I can just fucking talk which, over anything. Which is why if you if you also pay attention to me and I start talking and I and I know that you want to interrupt, I just have to talk louder so I can't hear you. <laughs> so like, again, like go go into life with competition with me with this knowledge. <laughs> you'll know how to fuck with me, but you'll also understand what's going on in my head. Yeah. Um. And and you notoriously you do this you do a very similar thing do I do whereby you don't like your point being not finished oh hundred so, percent I have to finish it so I will generally like jump in I'll try to jump in and you'll get fucking louder and I basically just go and I and I'll try to keep jumping in and be like God you're you're wrong God shut up I've noticed that so many times because I I do just um like I just want to finish my point yeah and I know that you want to finish it too but I'm just like no it's I'm finishing it like. Just let me do this, and then you can call me stupid. I just need to get it out there first. And the worst part is, I know where you're going. I'm just like, no, this is not what. Like when you, when you randomly go on tangent, I'm like, that is literally not what I said. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's hilarious. Um, so so we kind of awkwardly feed each other off in a very negative sense because you just want to finish your point, and I just want to interrupt, but I can't. Yeah. Well, we get through it anyways. It seems like it works, but like 
I don't know. My experience is that typically when I hang out with people and there's an awkward silence or there is a silence at all, it is characteristically awkward. Hmm. Um, maybe I'm just an awkward person. Maybe, but I don't think you are. I don't think, I don't think you are. Like, I feel like if I went and, and just went to any place with, like if I just went to work and I was just like, Hey, do you find awkward silence? Awkward silence is awkward. I, I, I would, I would be surprised if people would not say yes. Yeah. Cause which, like, which makes it really weird for me because I, with anyone, I can pretty much just be like, I don't need to talk. I am. You want to go, you want to go to the beach? I will, I will go to the beach. I will lie next to you on the beach. I don't have to say a word for four hours straight. It doesn't even matter. I can not even, I don't even have to know who you are. Just don't shank me. Like I, 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 it, I don't care. Um, but the, the, the weird thing that I found or can come to is that some people, when I do that, they'll think I'm not paying attention to them. So everyone will or think, the, or they'll think or you're mad, I'm mad. I'm not paying attention. So I'm not interacting with them. Um, or, or I'm bored and yeah. I'm like, no, I can, st- I can like, and I think, I think I might've said this before to you at some point, I can stare at a wall. I'll just zone, like, I'll say, well, you say I, you bounce a ball at a wall, right? And you zone in on that shit. Yeah. I, I can just stare at a wall and be fine. Yeah. Like I, and, and people are like, why are you staring at me? Sometimes I'm like, I literally just zoned out. I'm not even looking at you. Hmm. I'm just, I can just entertain myself in my own head. And I don't need, and I don't need me to interact with you. That's very interesting. Um, I would like to. I don't need to. Yeah, like it's not a prerequisite for your uh, for your social interaction. That's really neat. And I'm trying to like think now back on all the conversations that we've ever had because this is actually new information for me. I didn't know this, um, and it it makes a lot of sense now. Like I'm I'm I don't know what makes a lot of sense. Like the whole like you're just totally fine with having the silence and. Like, um, like the, the, the stuttering thing where if you talk over you, then it's just, you can't formulate sentences anymore and stuff no. like that. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's really interesting. Well, it's like, it's like even when I, when, when we know we, we, we joke and you're just like, you invited me over. I just fucking made your website. Like, you know, ha ha ha. That's funny. But like genuinely, genu- we didn't talk and you just, you, you, and you kind of, I think you felt, you said you felt bad at one point. Yeah. Like literally didn't even cross my mind. I was like, I'm enjoying this. I'm just sitting here doing my thing. You're there. Well, see, now this is this is interesting because this is where I think the reason why people have to fill this this uh, silence is because it's an entertainment thing. Um, like if we just had a long pause on this podcast, it wouldn't be entertaining. And that would be awkward. People wouldn't want to listen to it. We'd end up cutting it out, right? There's a reason why uh, there's not a lot of downtime on on entertainment things, right? Because um, silence can be very awkward. And so I think it's just uh, people want to have this idea that they're very entertaining and very engaging. And like 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 me, fuck, when you were working on my website, I was just sitting here like playing around making music. I just like felt the need to like keep you entertained because I I wasn't sure if you were having a good time. And it was kind of like that, that hedonistic... Um, like group mentality, almost yeah. like that, that very vapid group mentality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it's, it's, I think, I think that would be why is, is the entertainment. I don't know why people aren't uh, content with silence more often when they're with people. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's entertainment. What do you think? 
I'm not going to let you do a long, <laughs> awkward pause on here. <laughs> you, you got my plan. <laughs> you can see it in your eyes what you're planning. <laughs> you're just sitting here smiling at you. It's not entertaining. It's going to happen, Gunner. <laughs> yeah. Make it happen. Um, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I because like you want to project like like my whole idea is is all projection and so you just want to project that hey when you're around me you're gonna have a good time right yeah it's not gonna be See, a downer a, thing that's such a weird thing to me like can you have can you have friends like is friendship uh, is a fulfilling it, would you ever take a fulfilling friendship or a fulfilling relationship love love like or love life or platonically and would you would you personally ever attach the word entertaining to it yeah Act, like like genuinely well, yeah i genuinely think so that that a lot of what like group interaction especially um like that's all derived from entertainment yeah but but even when you're like at those initial stages of like hanging out with somebody getting to know somebody like i have friends who i know for a fact they literally just want me to come hang out because i'm entertaining yeah and so i do think that on some level that is um that is something that people want out of relationships that they have they want entertainment on some level and it's weird it's 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 a weird thing to want but i understand it People don't want to be bored. People don't want to just like hang out and feel like they're wasting their time. They want to be with someone who has these crazy, like really fast talking, freewheeling conversations and are able to do this crazy stuff, right? Like, because it is hard to have really fluid conversations and be able to just move around. Like it is a skill that someone develops over time. And so if you are able to maintain that for a long period of time, it is a bit entertaining because it is a skill, right? And so it's almost like conversation is a skill. And so you want to be around someone who has... Uh, a good fluid ability to move between topics and and introduce nuance into the conversations and all of these things and so if you're not thinking that that entertainment is a is a valuable thing that people attach to to relationships then then I just disagree do you, but but do you like is you I would I would agree that there's there's some form of like entertainment to what most people would define as friendship or relationship or or, or uh, uh, you know platonically or love like um, and 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 sometimes I you know I kind of get the the feeling that really I'm just a free commodity of entertainment I am um, and 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 um, you know so for 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 me when I when I get going to those scenarios it's it's yeah, it's generally just, hey, look at his funny antics. I the the other party is being entertained by my antics because, you know, I'm just like YOLO, whatever. Um and and they didn't have to pay any money for it. It's like free entertainment. I don't think I would ever call this fulfilling. Like for me personally. Uh, I don't think it's fulfilling. Yeah. So so, so I don't so, think that's a fulfilling basis of a relationship. So so my so so I don't know if you heard the the when when I when I phrase that. Do you think that a a deep, meaningful relationship or friendship is fulfilling like like would you describe a deep fulfilling relationship as entertainment would you even put like if you had to if you had to list like the top five traits of a deep filling relationship would entertaining be anywhere on there hmm like i that, wouldn't i wouldn't it no i wouldn't say that 
but I could just say that entertainment is like um, we can go out and do stuff together as two people, which is more entertaining than doing it as one person. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, it's not like, oh, I'm with this person because like I find their life and the way that they act and stuff entertaining. It's that like, well, if you go on a hike with somebody, it's it's way nicer than if you go on a hike by yourself. True. Right? So so that's kind of like entertainment value. But that's but to me that's more companionship. Okay, yeah. I think I might be conflating the words companionship and entertainment. Maybe because- entertainment or companionship begins as entertainment and you're kind of like, I enjoy this person's company and then it devolves into companionship or like, not devolve, but evolves. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, it's worse into <laughs> companionship. Because that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, like, you know, if I want to go for a hike and I've, and I've historically gone for a hike every day this week. Um, Good for you. That's actually uh, impressive. I, I freaking love it. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm very much in mood right now where I'm just like, yeah, I want to just do everything. I don't. I don't want to sit around and at home or. I want to do constructive things and make uh, moments happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I want to go for a hike, I want to go for a hike, and I'm going to invite you for a hike. If you want to come, sweet. And 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 I think that that you know, if I'm in a relationship or if I have a relationship or a friendship, I'm I I I hand it off to you and I say, hey, I want to go for a hike. Do you want to come with me? It's it. You don't need to entertain me. I'm going to go for. The, I'm going to go for this hike, but I would like to have you with me. We don't have to talk at all. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can make it through a scenario like that and not have to talk and not have to be entertaining, I think that is a friendship. I think the second it becomes, I think the second, if you, if you accept a situation like that and I, and, and possibly you're not, and you're ever just like, I'm bored. I think, I don't think you're friends. Yeah. If you're if you're just hanging out with somebody and you're like I'm bored of you, I yeah. think that's problematic. Yeah. But I think to be bored with somebody's totally fine. Like we could be bored together. I wouldn't think that we're not friends. But bored together, <laughs> but bored you see bored together versus bored of someone. Yeah. I like that that's very different, right? And so I I definitely agree. I think that the idea of companionship is uh, like an extension of of yeah, like you want to be around somebody, and and one of those might be that that person entertains you. No, like I don't think someone should feel bad if you if you want to hang out with somebody because you find them entertaining. Yeah, right. Like that's a perfectly valid reason to to have a relationship with somebody, but it shouldn't be the focal point. That shouldn't be the only reason. There should be something a little bit more deeper than oh, this person just tells funny jokes, so I just want them to come around and be my joke guy because <laughs> that's pretty. That's that's a little bit insulting. And that's yeah. like one theme that I've been kind of noticing, I've been thinking up in my head more and more often as we've been talking is it's like we tend to oversimplify people. And so if you just choose somebody for like a single trait, like, oh, they're entertaining, then then once you get tired of that trait or that like you've oversimplified them to just being this one trait and then you get tired of that trait, you just throw the whole person away when that person is actually way, way more complex than just that single trait, just that singular aspect. And it's not it's not their fault that you didn't see their complexity and their potential. No. It's your fault. That's on you that you've oversimplified another human being to essentially just be either a jukebox for you or a joke guy or or whatever, you know? Like that's that's you being a shitty person to to allow that to happen. So 
yeah, don't don't oversimplify people. That would be the main thing. Don't you have to assume that people are every bit as complex and have all of the dreams that you have, right? Um, and so I think that's what it is. A lot of people just want to oversimplify other people, right? Because yeah, you could probably have thirty relationships with people if you all have surface superficial level and you know them for like two or three things, two or three traits, like nothing, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I know Tyler as the PhD student in uh, the lab and he likes to do podcasts. I could totally oversimplify you like that, right? Do you know how many times I've been introduced like that? Man, probably like 20 times. I have. <laughs> and it makes me raise an eyebrow every time. I'm like, that is that is the, the most... Uh, 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 on like most reductive introduction oh, ever, but it's this simple. It's simple, student. right? Yeah. It's 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 really easy. Like I introduce you as, oh, this is our PhD student Tyler. Like I don't even give you the credit that depends. you deserve when we when we. But it's it's it context depends on the context. Dependent. Yeah, like like if you're if I'm at work, yes, introduce me as a PhD student because that makes sense because you're trying to say this person has the most authority and seniority in this lab. Yeah, that makes sense. Like do, like if for some reason you think I'm an idiot defer to him <laughs> yeah. he's probably if it's a stupid question he's probably going to be like i'll answer it but do you really need to ask me this yeah um and then which is one thing but if i'm if i'm not at work and you introduce me as the phd <laughs> student people I, haven't done that to you have they have i ever done that to you in i don't think you have because i made you feeling because you don't have people over to introduce yeah. me to well, i uh, introduced you, you to Roe the other day as uh my lab mate tyler but he knows you yeah but but you but usually you introduce me with, with people it's like you're like i'm the music producer that's usually or or like i call the you sound, my sound engineer yeah like <laughs> like that's why actually like i'm i'm more of an engineer you're more of a producer honestly if you if you think about what you do versus what i do yeah because i just organize fucking sounds to yeah. make them nice you 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 i just tweak them to be yeah. the best they can be and you know I'll throw <laughs> listenable some, <laughs> listenable and i'll throw some suggestions in there but like i really struggle from doing things from scratch so I'm, i'll like no i'm not a producer i'm not an arrogant enough to call a producer but you call me a sound guy sure like that is my, that is a characteristic that is more meaningful than PhD student. Because yeah. what the hell does that mean? And yeah. I and I and every time you introduce me, it's usually sound guy. Um, but no, sound guy. <laughs> it's my sound guy. But <laughs> but no, I've been I've been I've been introduced quite like absurdly frequently as PhD student. My life outside work has been reduced. To PhD student, my my you don't have a life outside my, of work. My, <laughs> go, f <laughs> my, <laughs> which is insane because like, like, especially in this last week when you're having conversation with people, it's it's they all see me as a PhD student. I'm like, guys, do you know my ridiculous goddamn early early twenties history? Yeah, like they, it's totally it's it's reductive. It's a reductive way to look at people. It's oversimplification. Pisses and, me off. And. Yeah, it it, it 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 is it is absolutely crazy to me. Um, but going to the going to the the the, the friends thing. So because we never never talked about it. So the 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 psycholo the psychology of it is that the most the maximum amount of meaningful relationships you can have um, is seven. Apparently, like every other fucking number. of of anything how many numbers yeah, can you just, memorize at a time yeah, seven yeah natural but, things and, coming up all the time and it and it might be and it might be you know nine but i know it's not a double digit yeah, these um, patterns but which you know kind of makes sense you get you can you can you can maintain one meaningful relationship for every day of the week yeah i could see that 
Because once you start meeting people- And this only, is outside of family. Yes. It's, it's outside of people because family you, family you pretty much grew up with. Yeah. So they so they kind of get like- They have a weird story. Also this weird retcon of like, I spent literally 70,000 days of my life with you. Yeah. Um, so meeting new relationship, it's, it's seven. Hmm. Yeah, I can buy that. I think me, I could probably do like four. And I think I'm at like four right now. I'm maxed out. Fuck. But yeah. Like, and now I, everyone who's your friend's like, oh which God, which one of oh my God. Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> no, my friends don't listen to this fucking podcast. If you do, text me. Fuckers. I doubt you do. Oh my God. That's like, but like, seriously though, like, again, like who, who is your, who is your, who is your friend or who is your support support? Text me. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you, how many texts am I going to get from friends? Yeah. Well, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's weird to make your friends jump through hoops, but it's nice to know who your fucking people you can depend on. Are. Do you, oh, do you, oh, do you want to go there? Sure. What, like, do you got strong like, feelings on that? I, I, I do. I do. I, I. You make your friends jump through hoops? I, I wouldn't say, I don't think, I don't think I'm jumping <laughs> through hoops. I don't think there's a th- hoop jump here. There, if, if someone who was my friend, but again, this, you know me well enough to know I would fucking do this where, where if someone was my friend and said, Hey, look at this cool shit I'm doing. I'll fucking plug the shit out of that. Um, and, and, and I'll, and I'll enable it as hard as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to be a friend, cause I don't want to just do the, 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 the vapid thing of I'm just going to, you know, if like, I don't know, if like you say, say if you're in a band in a city or something and, and you're in this local you're a bunch of local bands from Kelowna or whatever, and you and, and, and you follow all the other rock bands from Kelowna, and you literally share every release. That's not a friendship. That mm-hmm. is you just hitting a share button on everything to hope that your stuff gets shared, but then it just gets lost in a bunch of sharing circles, and there's no actual engagement there. Yeah, um, it's it's fake numbers. Um, but if someone was like, "Hey, you know, I I made this thing, and 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 they personally sent it to me to look at." or appreciate even if they didn't want any feedback i would be like hell yeah like let's sit down let's look at it let's talk about it let's not talk about it whatever you want um i I can't remember why i was talking about that but but making your friends jump through hoops yeah i i don't think that's i don't think that's jumping through hoops so 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 but like if they're if they don't take an active role in things that you like, like say like I get no texts. That yeah. obviously means none of my friends listen to my podcast. Yeah. Should I take that as none of my friends are my friends? I don't think so. Just because they don't support things by, you know, listening to hour and a half long rants that I do. But there's excerpts. That's where, I, that's where I'm, yeah. that's where I'm curious. Like, like, well, they have zero views, so I know they ain't listening to those. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like the thing is like, can, if, if I identified with something very, very hard, like say I was, I'm just looking at your whiteboard and say I was like, I was really into making electronic music mm-hmm. or I was really into guitars or I was really into X, Y, Z. And no, none of my friends ever talked to me about things that I liked. I would struggle. I think I, think I would struggle to, to, to be like, you're my friend because you don't know me. You don't know what I like. And so, so, if, so if I so passionately like something and you're not willing to engage my interest, I, to me, you're now, you're now reducing me to your entertainment. 
Is that is, is that is that too strong of a statement to make? No, I kind of agree with you. Um, like 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 imagine if if you know Avi was sitting there and 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 nobody ever talked about or appreciated or encouraged or looked at or considered her makeup and just kind of blew it off in any conversation mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, if that's the one thing you identify as, dude, I would feel like fucking shit. And yeah, like I would sit there and be like, I literally have no friends. Everyone hates me. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. And like if if. Yeah, if I was just reduced to like, I don't know, a fucking student, which I often am, uh, it'd piss me off too. And I and like for me, like that's why I, that that's why like I I try to make very strong statements of don't talk to me about work outside work. Yeah. Because if you talk to me work outside work, I am literally just I I am a PhD student to you. Yeah. And No, I kind of yeah, I really agree with what you're saying cuz at some point like you like my whole crux is that people don't make enough of an effort and like myself included, like, like I could probably make more of an effort and maintain like seven or, or 10 friendships, who knows. But, and even the friends that I have, I might not be making enough of an effort in, but I definitely do try. Um, But yeah, like if, if they wouldn't, like if I had people that I considered friends and they were like, you know, uh, they only knew me for like one or two things and, and didn't support me on like literally anything else that would be, yeah, they're, they're essentially oversimplifying me. And that, that is like a shitty thing to do to someone that you profess to care about. And so, yeah, I'm, that's really tough. I'm trying to grapple with that because at one, on one hand, I think that it's unfair to have really, really like high expectations of your friends to really rise up to that. But then is that just because, we've grown up in a system where everyone's a fucking flake. And if you don't hold people accountable, you just won't have friends because like, that's kind of the way that I'm thinking. Like if, if you're that ruthless, it's essentially you're, you're treating your friendship just like with, without Ruth. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fuck Ruth. (laughs) Fuck Ruth. (laughs) Like it's, it, it, it is though. Like, you would have very few friends because it's it's very rare, at least in my experience, that you have people who are willing to buy into your vision, hundred percent, and buy in and and help you accomplish that and support you through that. And essentially, like that's what you want friendships to be. Friendships yeah. aren't supposed to be like negative things; they're supposed to be constructive, right? That's the whole point of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like why would I? be so content with just letting people get off with being shitty people and being flakes and stuff like come that. Come to the dark side, Gunner. Oh man. Come to the dark side. You're quite, you're quite, uh, so the, so the, the, the funny thing is that you say that is I have been told on multiple occasions, you have way too high expectations for friends. Yeah. And I do. And they're like, this is why you, this is why you struggle to find friends. And I'm like, but the thing is, do I want to spend as we were talking before, like time is a commodity. Do I want to spend my time with someone who A, doesn't want to get to know me, B, doesn't want to help me out, C, doesn't care about what I like. I could be go doing literally what I like versus spending time with you. Well, I could go and find people who are like-minded and like us, like, you know, want to fucking support each other, want to see each other like strive and, and construct uh, like a a. a future together almost right like yeah. like because that's what it is you're essentially you you're you're setting up a team of like a support team that you can then access in the future right and 
yeah, like, fuck, if you're not willing to hold your, your own support team to a high accountability level, then you're just going to have no support. You're going to have a bunch of fake fucking friends who are just there to essentially extract whatever they can, whatever they came for from you. Oh, man, you've made me have such a poor outlook on people and their motives to hanging out with me. <laughs> and now you're going to be a miserable person like I am. No, yeah. like, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually for... Like for all intents and purposes, as ruthless as it is, and and maybe it's just my in in my brain, like because I can, I'm I'm very okay with entertaining myself. With again, back to the me staring at a wall type entertainment, um, it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is 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 I get more bothered personally by being invited somewhere and then it being a vapid conversation. Or a conversation about not getting to know someone, um, and 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 maybe in my brain, I also think that friendships, if you, if you have an outing with a friend and you don't learn something, then I don't then to is like, are you building that friendship? Like, like, and and, and that's and that's and that's something I find interesting. And like, where 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 if I where. where can you build a friend is a friendship just the idea of building something with something where you, something with another person where you're both learning something about each other every time you hang out and maybe you don't maybe maybe, maybe it's again it's a situation of silence and you're just both sitting on the beach which is fine mm-hmm. um but it's are you building friendships if you're literally hanging out with someone and you're just you know telling each other the memes you saw on Facebook that day. I don't think so. No. Um, like, yeah, no, you're not building any form of a, of a stable functional relationship. I think it's important to, so we need to define friendship really. And, and what it means to be an acquaintance and a surface level friend versus someone who's actually like a close friend, I think, because, I think people might have this idea that, well, because I know you and we've talked a few times, that makes you my friend, that qualifies you as my friend. I now know you, right? Um, and I think that's how people typically use this this term friend. It's it's bizarre to me. It's really weird, right? Because that should be more of like your friends and family, right? Like those are on the same level. When you say those in a sentence, it's friends and family. Yet probably... 99% of the people on on Facebook that aren't my family, I wouldn't consider my friends that much, right? Maybe not 99 because I only have like 200 <laughs> friends. I don't even know how many f- friends in quotation marks I have on Facebook. Yeah. Like, because that's not ever something I've really cared about. I've just, I, if there's people that I've found very interesting, it's nice because I, I like to to keep tabs on them and see where they're going. And I like... It's it's neat to see those narratives unfold, but I wouldn't consider that a friend. That's more of like I'm a fan, if anything. I'm a fan of these people. I'm a yeah. like it's nothing like friendship, right? Yeah. Um, so I would think, yeah, friendship should be someone that you can you can be with and have like a meaningful relationship that's constructive, that you're both kind of learning things together because I literally think that's the only form of human growth after you're 20 is it's learning. Like you can't grow much taller or anything like that. Your body's essentially stopped growing. 
you can develop your mind though and that's where the majority of your of your growing will come from and if you're not going to go into a a relationship and try to grow in it then it's kind of yeah it's just a surface level entertainment you're just there to fill my time kind of thing which i don't think that that's helpful for anybody's goal really unless you're like i have youtube for that so 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 throwing you another curveball because I, I i i you know me i i agree with that entire thing you just said um but then i think at, is there a point when the learning has to stop because um you 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 hang out with friends you don't get to know them which that's an entirely different story how to how to really make good friendships but if you if you then get into a you know more romantic relationship with someone um is it possible to con- to continue that definition of friendship or at some point does it become you just become one um super uh, uh what do you call it like you just conglomerate together and you're now one being so like are you saying like with your partner yeah because yeah i think that yeah be- because i think you i essentially you you finish your point first well I, that that was essentially that was, that was all i'm gonna say it was like you if you're gonna if you choose to spend your life with someone for an extended period of times in a monogamous relationship will you continually learn things for them or at some point do you have to flip and be like okay we're now just one being and therefore you learning something is me learning something and me learning something is you learning something and that's the only way that you can continue that. I think that's the the latter of those two. I think that is how how relationships are because if you don't if like this is monogamous relationships that's something that you're potentially supposed to be with somebody forever, right? So you need to essentially treat that person as if they're attached to your hip and that their goals are your goals and and all of these things, right? So so it's I think at some point you will run out of, you know, things to to learn about each other. You might like, you know, s- find little like things that you find interesting, like little tidbits of information, who knows, like those are always those always come up, but like the actual like learning, I'm sure does um stop. Like you can only learn so much about your your partner before you can preempt their sentences and stuff like that, right? Um, especially if you live with someone, like you essentially start adopting their um, idiosyncrasies and all kinds of things, right? So I think, yeah, you need to almost get to a point where you're a superorganism, a two-headed little superorganism that can essentially be in two places at once, has the similar goals... Goals being aligned, um, like there has to be a certain level of agreement between the two of them that this is like what's going to like this is our like there has to be completely open communication between the two of them because like that's like if your left brain couldn't talk to your right brain, right? That would be you get your body doing two different things. Um, so that's how I, I look at it. You essentially become left brain, right brain. Um of a superorganism, and yeah, it's it's completely. If you learn something, you have to kind of teach these skills, or or do your 
best to embody those skills or whatever and 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 do those things that the other side can do right like for example uh to extend the, the analogy your right brain apparently is in charge of creativity and your left brain is in charge of logic i could have those flipped over um but those are two different kind of uh things it's like yin and yang right so you kind of do have to yeah, acquiesce together, become a super organism and 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 teach each other things and and go out and find experiences together and separate and coagulate them and coalesce them. Why is I coagulate blood? It's a good word. Yeah, co- <laughs> it's fun to say, but like more like yeah, combine them so that it 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 just will make it so that you're like you're pulling from the wisdom pool of two people rather than rather than one, right? So what do you think like cuz 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 that cuz that essentially means you're like on a different entire plane of existence if you're a super organism. Fuck yeah. What <laughs> what what causes that to break down? How do you de how do you how do you de super organism? Like is it entirely it's just communication? communication? Man. 100% communication. Unless Yeah, I I've yeah, I don't know. I think it is I it would be communication. It would be at some point there might be the assumption that a person can no longer learn anything from their other half. And then once you introduce that presumption, even if it's true, then you'll block off communication because that, that other side can still give you knowledge. Right. And so as soon as you get into a point where you think that somebody has like, you know, all of that you can from them, right. Then they can't go out and learn something new and then share that with you because you've walled that off. So you need to maintain that communication no matter what. Even if you're like, oh well, I learned all that I can. Like that's where you start taking people for granted. Really, I think I don't know. I don't know how this became such a relationship advice podcast. But yeah, it's communication. It saves relationships and it builds them because that's the only way. If it's all in your head, then no one will ever know what the fuck. Like nobody's mind reader. Like our PI always says, our uh, supervisor. He always says like i'm not a mind reader right which yeah. is it's it's obvious but sometimes the obvious shit people don't get right yeah. people are really really fucking dense yeah and so you have to say like i don't understand something can you tell me like why are you feeling this way all of these kinds of things i think it's it's all communication open communication authentic communication actually telling them what you feel rather than telling them what you think they want you to say. That's the important thing because you have to stop the projection. You have to stop the um, entertaining them and, and you have to cut the shit at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That's my idea. That's how you can prevent it from breaking down. So bringing it, bringing it back to the, 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 the friendship thing. And the last thing I want to, I, I really did want to ask you, ask you this. because uh, So we've been talking a lot about, and I've been using the phrase a lot that I'm, I'm, I've recently ish, I guess, started being aggressively friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, where essentially I just like a freaking amoeba, 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 just launch out my pseudopod, just like grab people, grab and engulf people them, <laughs> and then start to engulf them. And you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but essentially, if, if, if it doesn't work out by the time that my pseudopod has reached back to the main body, then I'm just like, okay, guess you're not interested or that's not a thing that's happening. Is, is there, is that coming from you or, or from your perspective, is that intimidating? 
Like if you were the receiving end of that. I would find it so flattering. I don't know. Um, because I've always wondered, like, people, people have this anxiety thing where they constantly feel lonely, right? Yeah. And, and they constantly say, uh, 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 you know, I don't do anything. Uh, I have no one to hang out with. Um, all, all these things. And, and so, then I, so then I, you know, I'm, when I say aggressively friendly, I mean, like, yeah, let's go do something right now. Um, but, if you're, but if you're already kind of someone who's anxious and, 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 and you know, shy or whatever, is that forwardness a deterrent? But I, but I, but I personally, for me, I can't see. I can't see in this day and age, relationships built with without one party just being aggressively friendly. Otherwise, it's just random. Well, either, communication that means nothing. Yeah, either both of them have to really be feeling it, like both parties. And, and like confident that that is something that they want to pursue or one person has to do all of the work. The reason, the reason why I think people might be intimidated of someone approaching them and being like, I want to be your friend. Let's hang out. Let's do these things. Right. Like, cause that is essentially what you're doing, right? Like, come on, if you want to be my friend, it's, 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 it's do or die time. Like, let's get going. I'll be your friend. And I think people might hesitate with that approach because it's all projection. People might not see the value in themselves. They might say, well, what do I have to offer Tyler? What do I have? Like, and so they might, and so they might, in my opinion, think that, you know, I'm not worth his time. Like yeah. he, he can push all he wants, but he's just, you know, saying how it's, it's like work to maintain all of these relationships and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it would be intimidating to me because I would have self doubts that I would be worth it. Right. So it's your own self esteem. Yeah. I, I think that would be where it would come from because it's all fear that at least from my perspective, that, that you'll get to know me and then, and then decide, well, actually, I don't want to be your friend. Sorry. Oh, was that? I, okay. I, I, liked, I liked the oversimplification that I had with you. Because, and I can't remember where this quote is from, but it, it's along the lines of, it's, it's, it's sad because the moment that you truly get to know somebody is the moment that you fall out of love with them or something along those lines. It's the moment that you hate them. And that's a fucking depressing statement. It's, it's really depressing because, and I think it's just driven by a lot of projection because people don't feel like they're worthy of love. People don't feel like they're worthy of your time, your investment, all of this stuff. Is is that something that's been, do you think that's something that's been true, like all of humanity? I, I have no idea. But like, not, not even all of humanity, but do you think, do you think like, this recent, is my feeling. Re- recent this, decades. This, these people... are my, like, this is just my perspective okay. of it. Like if, okay. if someone were to come at me like that, I would have those feelings. I don't mm-hmm. know if this is, if this is uh, indicative of like population, but I'm just saying for me personally, mm-hmm. I would have those, those fears that, well, a, I'm not worth it because the more that you get to know me, the less that you're going to like me. Um, and, and like, is that going to be worth it? to to go down that to invest that to do that to to have that experience and then just not have you as part of my support team and rather have you as another person who saw me for who I am or got to know me a little bit more and then left anyways right because that's kind of 
the abandonment is what you're playing with almost, right? Is, is it embarrassing if that happened? Or, 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 or is it just kind of like, or do you feel more like, you know, in that situation, I, I tried to invest my time in there, but kind of got hurt in the end and I don't, and I'm trying to avoid the hurt. Is, is, is it the hurt or is it the embarrassment? It's, it's probably a little bit of embarrassment because like you would feel like, oh, I'm so stupid for having trusted in this person that they're going to be there for me. I'm so stupid for having told them that story. Like, cause I've literally like, like heard of people tell stories and then people just like don't hang out with them anymore. Like I, that was a, that made it sound like I've told people stories of my past and then mm -hmm. they're just like, don't talk to me anymore, Gunner. I don't want anything to do with you. But, um, and we're not talking like illegal stories. No, not like illegal stories. Just like, I don't know. Like if you murdered a couple kids, like, like yeah, just like something easy, like a couple kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I wonder if I can come up with an example. Probably not. No. But but it's it's those are things like you have pivotal moments in people's lives where, you know, maybe they oh, this is a really good one. Maybe you've always assumed that they weren't racist or weren't sexist. And then they say something horribly racist, horribly sexist. And you being non-sexist, non-racist and actually vehemently opposing those two viewpoints now has to rethink how that person actually is, how how they fit into the world, how who the type of person that they are. So you start second guessing, you know, hmm. wow, I've actually gotten to know you and it turns out that you're a Nazi who believes in uh I don't know, the heartbeat bill. Fuck, that's <laughs> is, it, is it possible to reconcile those? Like it's acceptance. You have to accept like if you were to because there, there are certain things that are that, that are that extreme where, where, you know, maybe, maybe if someone just randomly started being like a radical, whatever belief, mm, you know, I, I don't think I would immediately drop them, but I would definitely have a conversation about I'd it. I'd drop them. If you turned out to be an actual Nazi, I would, that would shake our friendship to its foundations but i think but i think <laughs> <laughs> like 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 these are like there's a there's a difference between you know someone projecting a positive image to to lure you in versus somebody projecting an image to lure you in so that they can manipulate or or do those things right and so like yeah like not not a lot of people want to be outright that they're they're Nazis or something like that, but that is one of those things that you have to hide it right because society doesn't look kindly on Nazis for this reason they're hateful right but, okay but like <laughs> I, I, I like I, I I so I'll get the extreme example but if 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 you're just someone who you know I'm being aggressively friendly to mm -hmm. like I feel like being like a super pro Nazi, you kind of know, like somewhere in the back, you kind of know that things could happen. Yeah. But like, and, and, and you know, like that's why there's certain polarizing, polarizing topics. But if you're kind of someone who is, uh, I don't know, like I'm just thinking from my own perspective, if you're, if, if you're someone who's logical, logical, level headed, doesn't really have any super, super extreme beliefs. Is there anything that can come up that just like makes you like, nope? Probably. Really? I would imagine. I would imagine.
Like everyone has extreme beliefs, whether you like to think that you do or, or don't. Everyone My has. extreme belief is that no one has extreme belief. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, some people it could, don't. It could be like if if someone said that they like in their spare time fucking used to like kill frogs, that would be weird, I think. Right? Like if, if someone were like, oh, I just like, kill, the like right now, like if I go yeah. outside, me being 27 and go out and hammer frogs with a hammer yeah like a mallet yeah and that's just the way i spend my but time how many people in the world do something like I that know. inhumane bro these murder documentaries have me thinking that people are all just garbage <laughs> like like i i i have this weird feeling that the, that the majority of humans have good and don't really have super strong like and when i say strong beliefs i, I mean beliefs that w- are so fundamentally amoral to you that you wouldn't want to hang out with them. But this is the thing. It's not it's not what you personally believe. It's what I think you believe, right? And so if I think I have a trait that you will find repugnant, I will do my best to hide that trait, right? So as soon as you see that trait and you turn out, oh, it's no big deal, then that's nice, right? That's a, that's a good thing. But if you ever were to like, oh, see a trait and then someone just like completely rejects you for it, that then becomes stigmatized in your own mind. And you're never going to bring that up with people ever again, right? Interesting. And so I think it's, it's, it's <laughs> like you will project your own self-hate onto people. Yeah. And then, and then it's like imposter syndrome. That's actually exactly what it's like. It's like imposter syndrome. You have this own idea of who you are, and then you project the idea that you think other people have on you. And if those things don't line up, then you feel like you're a fake and a fraud, right? Yeah. So like, like I don't feel like I deserve to be in a master's degree. This is something that I don't feel that way anymore. But when I first started, I felt super imposter syndrome. Getting into grad school, you always apparently feel like an imposter because you don't feel like you belong there, you know? Um, See, it's, 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 sorry. It's, it's, it's all like, it's all like uh, anecdotal, but this is something that I, I've heard like a ton yeah. uh, is that imposter syndrome is a huge thing. Even like talking to colleagues and stuff like that, like, how the fuck am I in here? And it is like a lot of naivety, but um, the point being is that you're projecting something that isn't reality, right? Hmm. You're projecting your own insecurities, your own ineptitudes, onto what reality is. In reality, there's been people who have decided for whatever reason that, yeah, you're, you could be a master's student. Like, why are you feeling like you couldn't? Hmm. Whereas you're still, like, for six months, I think, I felt like just a complete imposter. I was just like, this is crazy. I'm in way over my head. I don't deserve to be with these people. And so crazy. I would always project this idea that, like I'd use big words and, and try <laughs> still to do. I still do, but like I have a better grasp of the reason why I use those words as a defense mechanism to uh, cover up my own idea that I'm I don't belong there, that I'm too stupid to to be there. You know, I'm just still a farmer kid, so I have to have this huge mm-hmm. vocabulary to to make up for it, and then that patches in my insecurities, right? So I think that's what it is. It's it's people get too afraid to actually show the shitty spots of them and they get too caught up in their own projection. And at, at some point in time, if someone approaches them and they're like, Hey, I like, I think that, you know, you're a person, you're interesting. I would love to hang out with you. 
and get to know you, immediately that's going to be met with, well, why? What do they see in me? Are they going to try to manipulate? Like all negative projections. It's not positive. It's not like, oh, this person must think that I'm interesting. People, you, 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 you feel sometimes, sometimes people like, this is they how I be personally feel because they want something from you. This is personally how I feel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always, it's always like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know, what, what are they trying to fuck me over with? Right? <laughs> like, wow. man, I have a really, really like weird, uh, view of people like, yeah i i always find it it's i used to i used to have the similar view and yeah. very I very much was very similar yeah so i i just find like it's i'm very hesitant to to put myself out there as authentic yeah. because i'm worried that either they'll hate it or they'll try to manipulate me or exploit me in mm. some way shape or form mm. so it's easier to just walk around with a suit of armor on and just say hey how you doing oh i'm good how are you that type yeah. of stuff and just fuck these people. They can't hurt me. And yeah. so that's what I think it is. Interesting. Cause like, uh, like I'm fascinated by just that because as I was telling you earlier in the cards, I physically will never understand any of that. No, because I cannot understand that because Sociopath. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> What's that? What you saying? Sociopath. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm a sociopath. But no, I just, I just, I just don't care. Yeah. I do well, not. It is, that's like, that's where I think I'm building to. I'm stopping to care um, because I am just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm a, I'm a pothead. I'm dumb as fuck. I don't know shit. And I'm way more comfortable with just projecting my authentic self rather than just like, oh yeah, I'm this smart master student and stuff. So like on some level, like I think I am kind of developing that as well. That just like, I don't give a fuck. And I think once you're at like 80, man, that's where your pinnacle, I don't give a fuck. You yep. walk around on the beach with your nuts hanging out yep. and a little pixie fairy costume. And if you and hopefully if you can get it even earlier, it's even better. Like I I <laughs> I have had a I don't give a fuck attitude since I was 21. Yeah. Like I probably even earlier, actually. Yeah. Like and it's I important. Just, like I just don't care. And I will say, and I will say my mind if it's offensive. But I'm like, I honestly believe that. I I don't know what I'm gonna say. I believe what I say. Yeah. Um and and you know. If if you to to the point to the point that we're we're actually what I <laughs> I remember when I was on Tinder when Tinder first came out or whatever I think at one point I had my Tinder profile as every single negative trait about me and I said now why don't you get to know me <laughs> and like is that just the most fucking intimidating no, thing ever it's like I am I I am indifferent to everything I I um I'm like oh, I'm a workaholic um. And, 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 you know, some people have like, yeah, I'm a workaholic. It's like, no, I, I don't like sitting around. I like at every moment I want to create something or do something, um, or sustain my life, meaning I'm cooking or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't like sitting around doing things that are just not, they're just passive watching TV and stuff. Um, um, I am, I don't like people without ambition. Like I absolutely just, I don't have time for you. If you, if, if you're a type of person who says, I want to do this, but you don't actually want to do it. I, I don't have time. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, but, but like that, that one all kind of like, see, so build so, up to it. So see that what you're saying is really, really intimidating, right? Yeah. Because now someone has to fill all of these things oh, yeah. and you're going out and attacking them for friendship. Yeah. So now you are striking out 
and saying, hey, you need to fit these characteristics okay, I, I sh- or else I'm going to detach and you'll end up hating yourself for I not sh- having I, those characteristics. I should rephrase what I just said because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually write, I, 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 you know, if you're not ambitious, get, get the fuck out. <laughs> it was more like, it was more like I'm overly ambitious. These are, this is, which, which, which means that I really like to create things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was all, it was all about me. Um, and, and, and the, the only reason I say that, um, uh, the only reason I brought the ambition thing up is because I find that a lot of people, um, don't have, uh, any ambition, which is, um, not, not a, not a bad quality per se. It's just kind of something where it's like, I, I find that, I find that will people, might uh if you don't have ambition it, it the word ambition is not something that usually gets brought up in conversations um and i've like in terms of like if you ask someone what what traits do you like in someone you will you pretty much will never hear the word ambition ever but i find that more often than not i hear that when someone doesn't have ambition they're just i just can't i just can't I, um, um, so I, I remember like when I was in, in, in high school, slightly after high school, like I just graduated high school, like around that time in my life, a lot of, uh, I found, I had a lot of, or I heard of a lot of, or saw a lot of my friends breaking up be- with their partner because they're like, they're not ambitious. They, they have, they have no drive. No drive. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason I was kind of saying that, but really it was just like, I'm ambitious. I want to. I want to go swing for the fences and if I fail, well, I fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think rather than being overtly friendly, aggressively friendly, as you put it, I think it's more important to be, to develop relationships, to be aggressively accepting. Oh yeah. Like rather than saying, Hey, I'm just going to, let's go hang out all the time. Rather than say that, I think, accepting people for their flaws and how shitty of people they are is how you but, should go about that. But how do you, like, here's the thing. So, so, so with, with, with that, it's, it's cause, cause we were having lunch. Right. And, 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 and that guy walked up and I was, and was like, I'm driving to Alaska. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a joke. I'm like, I'm like on a joke. We're like, driving to Alaska, man. Why don't we do it? Like, don't make a joke. Like I willing, it's not a joke. Um, but the, you, you have kind of, that um and the the issue with building a area of accepting is that you have to get them i find anyway um i feel like you have to get another human being to a scenario where they're comfortable with you hanging one-on-one it's the only time so you have to cut them from the group eventually not that you have to cut you kind of but like eventually, but, yeah, you use it as a test ground the group and then see how oh, so, this person. So, so, so you, you usually, usually I understand it where the first couple times I hang out with someone, it's in a larger group and I get it. It diffuses the, 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 the situation. So you can kind of test the waters on, you know, is this person okay with my, with my antics that for some reason I've developed its self-esteem issue. Um, but the reason why I think that I have to be aggressively friendly where I'm like, yeah, let's go hang out mm-hmm. is because I, I can't show you that I'm accepting of whoever the hell you are 
unless we get to that one-on-one scenario. That's a good point. And I can build you up to it. Um, because, you know, if you just, if you just think about, um, the, I don't even know if you were in the room, um, but, but earlier, either late last week or earlier this week, um, someone brought, brought up without saying their name, they brought up a character flaw they had. And I sat there for the last next 20 minutes saying, explain it to me. Mm. I want to know what you mean by that. So, I don't understand that. And they wouldn't, yeah. they were not in a safe environment for them to do that, but I was trying to show them that I'm accepting. And I, and I knew you, and I, hey, you were in the room mm-hmm. and I said, and I, and I knew you were accepting too, but you know, there, I think there were other people in the room, so that's why they didn't do it. But, but you, you, it, it's just kind of go like that scenario. It just kind of goes to show that in a group scenario, people are not willing to show themselves in a group of people. You need to get to that one-on-one situation. The only way that I can think about how to do that is that I just have to be, I'm going to freaking hang out with you until I get you one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And once you're one-on-one with me, I've never had someone, if, if someone gets to that point, I've never had them like cease to do something. If, 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 if that friendship ceased, it was, an, it, was, it was an issue with me and not my opinion of you. And because I can only think of one time in my entire life where, and, 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 and I kind of felt bad for it, um, whereby I hung out with only one person ever one-on-one for, for, it was like a month or two, um, to the point where they like invited me to their grandparents' house. Like it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, in a good way. Yeah. It's not a scenario usually, Hey, want to come to my grandparents' house? I'm like, we're not dating, but okay. Um, and, uh, the the only reason like that that friendship ended is because I was in a place where th- that wouldn't have worked out for me. If it happened now, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Silence. <laughs> the awkward silence has happened. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to make friends, but it I is. think. I don't know what the best way to do it is. I'm out there fighting the fight gunner. I'm out there being aggressively friendly. Yeah. Like, especially like if, if I think it's, if you want to build a a meaningful relationship with, with people, it definitely has to be in a one-on-one environment because I think there's just too much anxiety for if someone like, it's just those feelings of insecurity, but multiplied magnitudinally. Right. I have, I have, I have a, I have a, I have have like an additional point that I want to make. Sure. Can you be, can you, because this, this, this is, this is the thing you, you mentioned earlier this week. I, you know, I would like people to drop in my house for 20 minutes for coffee. Yeah. Does the coffee shop work? I don't think it does. Now that I'm thinking about it. The coffee shop? The coffee shop. I think the coffee shop diffuses the information, but you can't actually build a meaningful relationship. You can. Oh, if we. No, no, no. I disagree with you entirely. If you go to the coffee. Like. Teo and I built our relationship at a coffee shop. At the coffee shop. Interesting. So you didn't care. (laughs) Like no matter what you said, you didn't care that other people could have heard it. No, we were just fucking nerds, man. We just talked about philosophy and bullshit. Mm. So Mm. we were just like. Yeah. But, 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 but in those conversations. It wasn't we're, meaningful. No, it was they, ideas. They, it was a discussion of ideas. It you were like, I'm intellectually okay with you, but it, yeah. but, but it wasn't, it wasn't. Oh, hundred percent. Like no. those, those exactly the, the meaningful parts definitely didn't happen at a coffee shop. They were one-on-one. He'd come over for tea, shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. No public, public isn't a place where you can really build meaningful relationships because people have all of their, their, their suit of armor on. Which is funny because if you think about it, every time, every, 
think about every time I like I've ever been invited out, it's always been to a public place. And I think that's why I don't like it. Like if you think to to all the things that we get invited to, I don't actually like it because it's in a large group setting, public space, where I can't get to know you because you're not willing, you would not be willing to be intimate um, conversation wise. And it just doesn't work out, which is why what I'm more interested in is, hey, where do you live? Let's go there. Mm-hmm. And slowly acts the group smaller and smaller and smaller. It's essentially what you got to do. You have to be like a lion or whatever, a cheetah. What are those big cats in Africa that chase down wildebeests? I think I think that's a lion. I don't think a cheetah can take down a wildebeest. I think they fuck with like gazelle. Anyways, they cut them from the herd. But like that's like murder and eating. So I don't know how much that analogy holds up, but aggressively friendly. Yeah, you got to be aggressively friendly like a lion <laughs> is aggressively friendly to a wildebeest. <laughs> Just eat it. And then Alive. and then we would be one. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I friendships I mean, are hard, man. Yeah, you made me rethink a lot of friendships that I have. And I think, and and I and I think if we if we go any longer, um, you might you might start uh, realizing uh, that you're might spiraling down to some dark, deep, depressed shit, which is where I sit. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm there with you. I think the the main thing that I'm kind of realizing through this conversation is I give people way too much leeway to fuck with me. And I don't think that like, what do you mean by that? Like I, I don't hold them accountable enough. Like I want to be people's friends and they'll tell me stuff like that. Like, Oh, let's hang out. Let's hang out. And I'm like, yeah, like I would love to do that stuff. But then I just like, I'm the one that fizzles it out too. And, and I don't do that. And yeah. So I just, I, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Something. Something. I mean something with that. I lost my train of thought. Um, so they can fuck with me. Yeah. Something. Long awkward silences but, of Gunner just talking to himself now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but you, you you need to get to a point where 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 like you know you process this information and rethink it. I. But this is this is this is where I've been and 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 anyone I you know if you, if you think about vulnerabilities with me. I have the I have these very very extreme. This is this is probably my most extreme belief is is my mm-hmm. aggressively fr- is my aggressive friendship where I have where people look at me and they're like you hold standards my friends to high standards I'm like oh yeah that's what I was saying but I was like I don't think I do I, no I don't think you do either yeah no that's that was the whole point that I, I was trying think, to make I just don't think you're my friend yeah I I think that the if you're going to enter into the threshold of friendship that is actually takes work. You yeah. can't just fucking talk to me at work and expect that or talk to me in public and expect that. We're going to be tight friends where you can just depend on me to come and do stuff because that's not where the real building and real learning of one another happens. It's not in public. Hmm. And, Weird. And, and to me, if you can't depend on, again, when you say friends and family, friends and family, they're lumped together. If you can't depend on a friend, are they really a friend? Yeah. Because everyone always says friends are just the family that you choose. Yeah. Am I really going to choose people? Like, I already have enough shit family. Right, I don't need. Sorry, family, if you listen to this, <laughs> but like you're, I already the one who listens to it, you're a good one. <laughs> yeah, you're you are the winner. Um, or maybe there's multiple. I know that there's multiple that listen to it, but like our family has has mistakes, but I still accept those people, right? 
like those aren't people that you can choose. Um, I don't. Well, you can. My theory goes hard, Gunner. Well, I think I I kind of agree with you too. Unless like your family is willing to treat with some level of respect and stuff like that, then a hundred percent they they need to be held accountable, and they can't walk on you either. But that's family. They're still family. Like you. You can't just be like, oh, you're not family by anymore. By definition, they are my family. Yeah, but by exactly. definition, they are not my friends. And my but, fr- yeah, and exactly. That's this is the kind of the point that I'm trying to make. It's like like friends are supposed to be more special than family because you go out and hand fucking pick them. If you're gonna say, I only want to have like I can only afford to have seven relationships, right? Why the fuck would you go and pick all the bruised apples and just kind of have them hanging around too just because you want more apples why wouldn't you just go and get the best seven apples that you could why wouldn't you just hold those apples to that high quality i'm gonna switch your analogy a bit (laughs) and just be like why would you go pick seven fruits you don't like versus the seven fruits that you're like if you like mangoes go pick seven mangoes yeah don't throw any fucking kiwis in that shit yeah fuck a banana (laughs) like i agree huh because people aren't bruised I, I I want I want to be very. No, that's that's a better that's better. Yeah, because that's damaged product. That is a way better uh, way of looking Cause at. Because I, I, I don't I don't want I don't care if you're bruised or broken. I honestly like I think those are the things that make people special and and interesting. It's it's yeah you have personality archetypes and and there are certain people that I jive with more so than others. There are pr- certain characteristics that I would prefer to have in my friend group. Why would I? go out and buy a bunch of bananas just because bananas are cheap. Because you told me to, Gunner. Yeah. You literally told me to go buy bananas before this podcast. I know. I'm sorry. It's because you bought bananas. That's why I'm harping on bananas. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> They're tasteless. Anyway, I think that was a discussion on friendship for episode 027. Remember, our friendships are not fact-checked. <laughs> and, our, and our opinions of who listens to this podcast also heavily skewed and not fact-checked. Um, you can find uh, Gunner at Gunner Reese on Twitter or Gunner Leitner on Instagram. Grams. On the gram. Tyler's my... The gram.com. Tyler's my picture guy now. I am now Gunner, <laughs> Gunner Leitner's social media manager or... Dude, that'd be cool. I'd be so dumb. <laughs> Where I just hand him the, the the graphics and the branding, and he just clicks some buttons. Yep. I'm I'm special. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a uh, less uh, of a lower maintenance person. You can find me on literally everything that matters. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler J. Wenzel. J. Wenzel with the J. With the J. Don't forget the J. It stands for Joseph, like Stalin. Wait, Joseph's middle name is Stalin. What? Joseph's first name was Stalin. Really? Yeah, Joseph Stalin. Oh. Uncle Joe, they used to call him in World War II to sell the idea of uh, teaming up with the commies on uh, the Nazis. Learned that. History! Oh, 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 oh,